The Real Estate Unsuccess Stories podcast features people from the real estate community sharing real stories about their struggles, pains, and even losses during their own real estate journey. We share these real experiences so you can learn from them and build a successful journey of your own. Now, here's your host, Cody Lewis, one of the managing partners at Vindu Capital, located in Charleston, South Carolina. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to have you all back, but let me tell you, I'm even more excited to have on our guest today. He's the senior partner at PC Financial Services, Mr. Larry Pendleton. Larry, thanks for joining us today. How are you, sir? Doing great, Cody. Thanks for having me. Man, thank you. The pleasure is all mine. Trust me, I appreciate you making some time uh, this afternoon. For those that may be listening, it's afternoon for us, depending on when, whenever you guys are listening. But uh, Larry, I'd love to know your origin story as we start off and talk a little bit about where you're from, how you got into real estate and where you're at right now, kind of in your real estate career. Yep. Yep. Uh, Born and raised out of uh, Norfolk, Virginia. So those that are familiar Southeastern Virginia by Virginia beach, uh, typically people know Virginia beach more than anything. Uh, Actually a CPA by trade. I've been that for about licensed for about over eight years now, but been doing tax consulting, tax planning, uh, preparation all of that for the for over over a decade at this moment um got into real estate roughly about since 2016 yeah 2016 uh well actually my partner uh in uh in pc financial services terry on conyers uh was already in real estate uh, uh with his uh, with his dad and he had too much on his plate um he told me larry you can you can do this basically put a prop in his hand that I, I, on my lap that I couldn't really pass up on. Um, and just, I guess you call it a limited mindset. I never thought like being an investor was for me until I actually did it, ran the numbers, uh, was able to use the FHA loan um, to, to simply kind of cheaply get in there and still got that property today, uh, cash flowing well, uh, same, same tenants um, <laughs> for all this time as well. That's been very unique situation there but um that's how i got started and then um decided to tie in pc financials with the real estate business um roughly about three years ago so now we focus primarily on professionals serving professionals in real estate awesome man man i love that story it's it's cool to hear everyone's origin story and how they come into real estate and you know i I like to think kind of like we were talking about before we hit record, you know, if stuff works out numbers wise, why not invest in it? It's a great class to invest in. I know we both wish we probably would have done a lot sooner in our career rather than where where we're at now. Uh, You know, if we had that time machine, we'd go back and maybe change a few things. But I love I love the origin story and I appreciate you coming on board and telling us a little bit about that. Uh, With the things that you've had going on in your real estate career, and and I know you've seen a lot of it. Uh, want to know what comes to mind as we're talking to you today and, and helping our audience understand some of the challenges you've faced and lessons you've learned out of those challenges uh, in the unsuccess stories, if you will. Um, ironically enough, after that, after that first deal, like it went so well, I, I kind of got a little bit too big headed and um, like decided to jump into flips after that. And that's probably my, my, my worst <laughs> horror story when it comes to real estate. And I just learned a lot about just having the right team in place. Um, I think a lot of us think, well, I guess I'll just kind of speak for myself where it's like, okay, I try to do everything myself, make all this money on my own and try to cut how many uh, costs um, or 
bringing in good people, uh, not knowing that that cost of the good people goes a long way in either minimizing losses if it's a bad deal or making the making a good deal great uh, from from that standpoint there. So like so that 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 flip like taught me a lot about okay vetting contractors uh, how to how to get family involved <laughs> managing managing my time and setting the expectations as well especially um to have a family and, and, and all of that uh so just kind of like factoring all those different things there let me ask you this i mean you, you were talking about you know you you had a lot of success on your first one then it was like man i can this is great what else can i do and you look at flips what what was so advantageous just when you were looking at flips that made you think that this was the the next thing you wanted to tackle? I mean, it was a it was a big it was really a big payment, uh, and quite honestly, I thought it was an opportunity to actually hold it. Um, it, it got it from a, it was a lease option deal, um, so they would just kind of have a pretty set amount, uh, able to get had some capital uh, kind of built up to get the rehab work done on on my own terms. Uh, but because of, like I said, now that that would really kind of drew drew the pill of it. Where like, hey, I have options with this one been done right, either to to sell it at a good price or just rent it out and have that cash flowing as well. I got you. Tell me this: you, you talked about it a little bit. What, what was the biggest challenge that you had getting into this flip after you got in there? What was what was kind of the biggest obstacle you ran into? And if you if you had to go back what what would you have done differently to avoid that i most likely would have um and i, I did try to get my original contractor in there he, i would have i would have spent the time to get the right contractor like in place get them in there get them to walk it get them to give me a solid quote um instead of just kind of working with basically glorified handyman uh uh, from from that standpoint there like hey, who was your team like who you subcontracting this stuff to what's the timelines and all and all of that there so that that was kind of the, the biggest the biggest thing there and then just realizing okay like i need a a solid gc on my team that that i can just that's their that's their role that's responsibility i'm more of the number stuff and it's like okay this is kind of beyond uh, beyond my skill set at the moment and is wasting a lot of time and money uh, trying to figure that out. <laughs> well, let me ask this. So you're, you're balancing all this yourself, it sounds like, in that uh, in that first flip. How did you divide your time up or, or, or maybe not as effectively divide your time up? What, what was that aspect like? Because I know a lot of people think about getting into real estate and, and they think, hey, I can get in passively, whether it's like, I'm going to lease this property out or maybe do a quick flip. And they see that as passive because they're going to hire a contractor and do all that. But as I'm sure you're aware, that's not passive. Even if you have some of those people overlooking that stuff, it's not a passive process. So interested to know the kind of the amount of time and how, uh, how it ate up into the other things you were trying to do. I mean, it ate up to everything because keep in mind that I still had a full-time job in 2017. So I still had a full-time job back then. I'm still running PC financial services, the business. My job actually was an hour away from the property. So I'm having to drive there doing my lunch break or going to work very early <laughs> and leave at a certain time, picking up materials, like coming home, eating, maybe seeing <laughs> seeing the family, 
Um, as I said, months, as I, it, it, it literally took a full year. Like we 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 acquired that property the first. Uh, it was it was literally 365 days exact. We 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 closed we closed on the first on the acquisition and we sold it on the 31st of the <laughs> the next year, uh the month the month before. So like it took a full 12 months to get that done. So that's that's time away from family. That's in the midst of tax season. So like I'm using all the additional capital that I'm making during the business and kind of pouring it into here. So it it, it, set, it set things back a bit. Uh, very, very, very fortunate to um, to not completely lose uh, lose my shirt on it. Um, but yeah, but to the aspect of the time, like yeah, like there was. <laughs> I know we talked about sleepless nights before before we started recording, but a lot of that, like my wife kind of pointed out, she 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 um, she, she, she kind of thought that would probably be the end <laughs> of me kind of getting the real estate. It's just it almost was. It's just I just had to think of it differently at that point. Well, I think it's those types of realizations and really what we like to talk about on the show, which is like you almost have to go through the school of hard knocks sometimes to realize the importance of getting the right people, the right services in place to help you out. Because at the end of the day, time value to money on doing everything, I would imagine, you know, when you're doing those calculations, you're looking at the stuff, you're like, hey, is this going to work or not? You're looking at you know, construction costs, time to get it done, how fast you can sell it. But I think a lot of time, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I would imagine maybe you and some others that are out there, at least you initially, um, we don't always factor in our time and what it takes for us to be in the deal and how it takes away from maybe other things that we're trying to do, whether it's a full-time job that we do something else at or other real estate opportunities that we're trying to balance. Like we, we don't always take into consideration that cost and time value of money into these types of deals. And I think a lot of people can make mistakes on that and uh, don't see the benefit of bringing in partners early to help with that, to help you scale or get done faster. Yeah. I think it's, it's always, a, it's probably more of a scarcity mindset and trying to, it's almost like holding sand. Like you're, you're trying to make all this money and think there's no room. And I think a guy from the, the book of, like who not how like you could accomplish this thing by yourself is like you're thinking too small uh like like you need you need to be doing stuff that requires you to bring in good people and good people cost money and even if you do a coaching program like either you're going to learn through the school of hard knocks of doing like a knucklehead yourself like i did or you're going to pay a coaching program a bunch of money and 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 and, and leverage that leverage that as well like there's going to be a uh, a dollar cost and to your point it's also going to be a time cost to as well as which point you want to spend it spend it towards well, and I love you pointing that out. We've talked about it a, a couple of times on the show because other people have brought it up too. And a lot of times that we we look at mentors and, you know, there, there's a lot of different mentors out there. Some of them have free services. Oftentimes they're paid. I like to think of the ones, especially that are paid. And, I, and don't get me wrong. Like if you can't, af- can't afford it, like go out and there's a lot of great free resources out there before you have to go pay for anything. But to your point, when you're paying for a resource like that, my thought is, I can either slowly learn it and go through the school of hard knocks doing it, or I can maybe get just a slight step ahead of where I would have been. Maybe I can fast forward six months or 12 months, whatever, faster by paying somebody to teach me that stuff and teach me the things not to do than trying to figure it out and fail on my own, kind of fail forward on my own. I think you definitely got to get in there and get your hands dirty, but at 
there could be an opportunity with a with some sort of mentor program to get a fast forward and get a slight advantage on some people that are just trying to do it themselves. And that sounds like a little bit of what you're saying too. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, you, you have opportunity to basically get your hand held a bit. Like I said, in, in the aspect, people think they're they're losing money because they're because they got split the, the, the proceeds. But it's like you would never gotten those proceeds without the help. So like the proceeds are never there that to lose in the first place. So whatever you got you, is a return on that. Like it's not you haven't lost anything. It's just, you, you're, once again, you're you're trying to trying to hold all this money and try to get every every last nickel and dime out of it. It's like okay, that's not how this game is played. And I mean, unless you you stick your hand on that on that stove too many times, that's how you're gonna find out. <laughs> right. Well, and I think too the to what you're saying. Oftentimes we we have a short term mindset, or at least I think early on a lot of us do. In that, hey, I can't give up any equity or any money in this deal because that's the money I want to make. But what we don't see on the flip side of that is if I could get this deal done three months faster than I could do it myself, then I could, and I maybe I don't make as much money, but I the money I do make, I can get back out of that property, redeploy it somewhere else, and go that much faster on the next one. And it's a marathon, not a sprint. Most of us aren't in it to do one deal and then we're done. Some people do because of their experience or whatever, and that's fine. But most of us are in this because this is something we want to do either full-time, eventually full-time or a long-term kind of side thing. And we're not going to be done with one. So why are you thinking only about this one where you can partner, bring in knowledgeable people to help you to get to where you want to be that much faster a year, five years, 10 years down the road? Exactly, because there's there's like whatever deal that you overly concerned with, there's there's plenty of more out there. Like, does it I mean today's market is it tough to find them? Like, yeah, they're not impossible, but um, it's like I say, they're but they're out there. It's like, okay, how like what what's your network? Like, how do you how do you sourcing deals? Uh, what's your underwriting? Like, all these different factors kind of go into play. Like, you can get more of these type of deals that are so overly concerned about maximizing every dollar that you're going to get. Now, if you're looking at an aspect of like, like bringing other people in and getting them paid, that that expands for everybody else. Like, so now they want to work with you on the next deal. So now you're starting to build a, co- a cohesive team to help get these things done more efficiently down the road and at a higher higher profit as well. Whether it's a flip or it's a, a buy and hold rental property as well. Yeah, I, I think you're a hundred percent right, and it's just that mindset is so important to have. And I think oftentimes as we're starting to get in, we just don't have it because we don't know any better. So uh, I very much appreciate you coming on and helping us tell our audience that as well, right? It's, you got to have the right mindset. You got to have the right thought and kind of vision long-term instead of the short-term to, to ultimately know where you want to go and and what um, your ultimate goal actually is for real estate as an investment vehicle for you. Larry, I think that's probably a good enough spot to to wrap up. I, I, I very much appreciate you jumping on board, helping our audience out and learning and, and teaching about the, all those great things. I appreciate you jumping on with me and getting to know you a little bit better. For those that maybe want to work with you, connect with you, even invest with you in the future, where's the best place people can find you at? Uh, social media is probably the best place. I'm, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, uh, pretty straightforward, Larry Pendleton, CPA. 
Um, all my 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 digital business page is up. My digital business card is up there, so you can get the link to like, learn more about me as well as services we provide, as well as book a meeting. Um, like I'm I'm really big on this aspect of Gary Vee and just putting my cell phone number. So seven five seven five three five eight five nine two. Um, please reach out. Always happy to kind of have that initial conversation with people and, and connect and grow from here. All right. Perfect. Well, Larry, again, thank you so much for jumping on board with us. We really, really appreciate it, sir. Thank you, Cody. Appreciate it, sir. Yes, sir. And for all those listening at home, we appreciate you and we'll catch everyone next time. You've been listening to the Real Estate Unsuccess Stories podcast with Cody Lewis. Be sure to subscribe today on your favorite podcasting platform so you can catch every episode of the Real Estate Unsuccess Stories podcast.